What up, y'all? Sorry for the tardiness. Welcome to WWT Live, the Monday edition. We have a special guest coming in today. Um, a returning guest, I should say. Um, and so much more. We could be talking about Full Gear, Ronda Rousey, Mercedes, and The Rock. All that and more coming up next. Hey, I'm Renee Paquette, and you are watching Women's Wrestling Talk. Ten. Interesting. Ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What's up, y'all? What up, Bobby in the chat? You was waiting for us. I get it. No worries. No worries. Happy Monday. Happy um free Thanksgiving. Oh, like we just have we just have an everybody jump in. All right, cool, cool. Um, we have I think he I think he was here on Friday, but I'm not sure. Um, but he is coming back from the streets. <laughs> so with these drops. <laughs> How you doing, we got we got elongated drops today. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, you know. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Hey Boza. My weekend was solid, you know, just a little chilling. No I noticed normally the Monday uh interrogation report. There's nothing there's nothing to interrogate there. Just been okay. been laying low. Okay. And so the story has it for you WWT livers who've been with us from day one. Um, you are familiar with said's drop. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're doing great, uh, Bobby. You're familiar with said's drop, but said's drop originated from somebody else. And that somebody is making a, a comeback to WWT live. He has been in uh, the cave, I guess, or he'll let us know where he's been. Maybe captured by some um, milf. I don't know, but he's gonna let us know where he's at. Uh, uh, hey, McCoy. Giorno, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It's great to be back on WWT Live. This feels like. Generation X is almost like the original DX and then the new DX, right? So it's like you guys have been like the Triple H led DX with like Road Dog and Billy Gunn and X Pac and whatnot. And then here comes old HBK, aka the Homeboy Kid, you know what I mean? To do like the original DX type of vibe. So it's Liddy, you know what I mean? We out here celebrating. Let's toast up to be back. I got my drink in my cup. Uh, by the way, do you guys know what I'm drinking? What are you drinking? This is Swerve Strickland's blood. Uh, it was some leftover. He poured so much from Full Gear that is now the official drink of all the wrestlers, wrestling fans. I'm sipping on that Swerve. So, you know, you have to drink this in moderation because you don't want to, you know, swerve when you drive. So you have to be careful. You have to sip this slow. Set it's great space, to be back. Set space <laughs> is hilarious. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. So 
it hasn't even been five minutes. And not no. only do we have a blood reference, but I, I didn't even know that we can say MILF on here. So that happened in not even five minutes. So like, I don't know what I got myself into, but yeah. That's what I said. That's what I said to the MILF. That's so funny. I don't know what I got myself into. This is why this drop is here. So. <laughs> exactly. Like, and you know, I haven't used it often. When Kane is when Kane is on the show, that is a drop that we need. And um, but we are button. not. That's that not button. it. That's not it. That's not it. We also have Helen from Florida, which I didn't know. I thought he was in Cali. I don't know if I can even say where you're from, but I apologize in advance. What up, <laughs> Jacob? How you doing? Uh, He's I'm back. Good. <laughs> What you thought you could get rid of me that easy? I I, I just like how you leave me on the apron for the for the tag out so often, and you just you just come to work when you want, you know. Wow. I'm I'm it's sorry, like, I've been like, busy doing PR and damage control for you. My bad. My that's, bad. That's a tough job. That's a real tough job. Not even gonna hold you. It really is. You you should be in your office more, Mayor. Wow. Mayor, mayor of what though? Mayor of what though? That's the that's the key. Right there underneath my name, it says it right there. The mayor of Pound Town, and it's not it's not Pound Town. It's Vice City. We gotta we gotta correct this. Mayor of Vice. That's about to pound the streets. This is oh drop. Um. So hi, Ariane. Happy belated birthday, Ariane. Ariane. Ariane, but uh, let's catch let's catch let's catch Kane up. Uh, Ariane was on the show. Oh, I um, think that I think that I think that. Okay, cool. So then we'll be <laughs> good. Um, while I'm about to sip on my drink, kudos. Um, let's get into Four the full Um, uh, I mean, we're we're not gonna do an uh, an official post show because that would take up the whole show. But there's a couple of highlights we definitely want to hit. Um, uh, Will Kane did make the the swerve reference, so we'll do a dealer's choice. Do you want to talk about timeless or swerving? What do we want to start with first? Well, you could swerve forever. Swerving's timeless. So let's talk about our new AEW Women's World Champion. Yeah, I mean okay. timeless Tony Storm. Uh, she has ended the reign of Sheeta Threeda to become the three-time AEW Women's World Champion. Sheeta reigns ends at 39 days, y'all. That quick. 39 days. She won it back at Title Tuesday. And uh, here we go. Tony Storm defeating Hikaru Sheeta to become the three-time champion. Um, we obviously saw this coming with the whole Hollywood celebration. They were bigging it up. I don't know what else we could have saw coming. You know, we saw one swerve in Strickland, no swerve tonight with Tony Storm, and she is the new champion three times. So this reign should be the most excited reign because the first one was retroactively named an actual reign because she was interim. The second one was kind of man. She was doing an outcast thing. So I think this could be the reign where she really, uh, really gets busy. It's and actually, a heel champion is always better. Now that you say that, would like, wouldn't it have been better if she had taken it off of um, Soraya? Like, why? Why you mean booking are... that? You mean booking that makes logical sense in AEW? No, no. 
What do you got to say? He say said it. it. He said it. I mean, it, logical sense, yes, if you're going to split the outcast that way, it made logical sense. But I think they wanted to also reward uh, Sheeta for some of her work. It just happens to be that Sheeta always becomes that transitional champion. And yeah, we see what you're doing. It sucks, but we see what you're doing. But um, at the same time, it speaks to Tony's greatness. Like, she's really like an A-plus player that's come over from the other side, being able to be a, a champion in each of her different character changes. Can't say that for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have three iterations of Tony Storm as champion, and this might be the best one. And to Kane's credit, heel champions do always perform better. This might be a lengthy title reign because everybody's been feeling the timeless giving. Jacob? So let's see here. Sheeta held that belt for 37 days, 36 days. Soraya had it for what? A cup of coffee? I'm sorry. It's got to be a lengthy reign. It's just there's a million one ways we could have gotten here that would have been a lot better. Like it's been said, but again, it's AW. Tony Khan did not like what he had to say. And he Tony Khan sent the goons, sent the goons after my man to uh, take care of that. But yeah, to his point though, we could have seen better ways. Uh, I think that the Outcast breakup is still kind of lingering. Like, are they break up? Did they officially officially end it? I can't really remember. Like, what was like the the blow off with it, or why wasn't it highlighted? Because there was such a prominent part of television, so you would have loved to have seen an actual breakup and fight for the title because the title has now been on two of the three members. So you would like to see some type of action for the title um, between those three. We wouldn't have been mad at that. It just felt like Sheeta, for as dope as she'd been, has been that transitional pawn that we're like, hey, you know, her major reign for, you know, nearly for over a year, actually, was during a pandemic era with no fans. So when she Mm -hmm. saw, so, so when we saw her, you know, win it over, um, she did beat Tony Storm for it, right? It was a Jamie Hayter. I, I can't remember. I'm getting those two confused. But I think she beat Tony Storm to win the title and then uh, dropped it to Soraya. And then uh, Soraya lost back to Sheeta. And then uh, Tony Storm beat uh, Sheeta to win it. But her reigns with crowds haven't been as hot as we would like it to be because she's, she's such a great wrestler. So we're going to see if she remains in the picture. We're going to see who's going to be the next challenge for Tony Storm because we saw at the end of the match, the new signee to AEW, Julia. I'm sorry, not Julia. Maria, uh, Maria May. Uh, Mariah May. Uh, thank you. Mariah May made her debut with the flowers, and we're kind of see what's going on with the Mickey James and Trish Stratus throwback a little bit with a little bit of single white female. Check out that movie, kids, on VHS. That's when it came out. Uh, and we kind of saw that sprinkle in there, so we kind of see that. You know, do we want to see Mariah May just kind of skyrocketed into a title feud? Or will she be the one to protect Tony Storm on some obsessed fan-ish protector and then later turn on her? So, but this is the most interesting that the women's world championship has been, the women's division has been. So we finally have a storyline or a story that we can really sink our teeth into. We're very invested. We should have had this portion talking about Tony Storm in black and white. We have to fix that in post. Just put it in black and white. Uh, it's, it's interesting with that because um, I'm wondering a couple of things. At FYI, I was actually trying to pull up the graphic, but um, tomorrow we are dropping our interview with Renee Paquette. And if you guys didn't know that Renee and Soraya are really good friends, they even had a podcast um, 
at uh, StarCast in the Chicago a couple weeks ago, which I also asked her about. And, um, you know, I asked about her feelings with Soraya and her title run. And when you think about that and you think of how um, it was passed to Sheeta and then, you know, short a short time after that, Tony has it. It's just kind of one of those things where is um, for Soraya, is it injury based as far as why these decisions were made? Like, yes, it, it made sense for her to be crowned or for her to get the title um, across the pond. But with all that said, you couldn't have waited another month for it to um, pass over to Tony and then also do the official breakup of the outcast. Like there are so many things that could have been into play that you guys all said that it's just kind of like, is there something that, you know, we're not privy to as to why these decisions were made? Because even though um, in some cases, some bookings don't happen as we want, um, the clear cut ones Tony seems to get. So it seems like he would have made this, that transition with everything because it's like, okay, well, they're overseas. This makes sense. It's going to be a huge pop. Um, and we can tell that Tony's a little bit petty. So, you know, the fact that Sarah's bring it, able to bring her family out and all this stuff, which is something that WWE didn't do, <laughs> all that stuff. So it's like, the story was already written there. That was something that he didn't even have to think about. So with that being said, do you think it's something, um, like I said, again, that we're not privy to as far as, um, I think mainly Soraya is concerned. Well, I think it's one of those things we've seen what happens when you go for a cheap pop. You know what I mean? We get the cheap pop happening and then there's nothing to happen from there. And I think that's the kind of unfortunately what we've seen with this where we knew Saray was going to have the title, but we knew she wasn't going to have any like match of the year candidates or any bangers because of her neck. And it just kind of got in. Eh. Then I was like, all right, after this run, we did the cheap pop. Now let's give it back to Sheeta on title Tuesday to contend with NXT. And then let's see what's going on. Oh, Tony Storm's really popping. Thank goodness for that. This gimmick's getting over. We're going to give it to her and have her run with it to kind of build it back up a little bit. It's been playing a little too hot potato lately. We've had now three champions since August, and it's November. So, you know, let's kind of get it going here. Let's kind of get something we can bite into in this timeless Tony Storm gimmick. Can't get busy, you know what I mean? And, of course, we even saw that with the letter that Sir, uh, that uh, Tony Storm didn't make the uh, scrum because she gave the letter, which is absolutely hilarious. She gave it to her head of studio, Tony Khan, to party at some like Anthony. I think dead actor's house. Oh yeah, Miss Anthony. She called him. She called him Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the head of studio. Uh, that is a great gimmick, and that's something that again, that's what professional wrestling is. You can have thirty-eight minute matches with a million five-star moon salts and going through tables and getting right back up to do another spot through a table. But this is what sells wrestling when you have that that perfect oomph of dope wrestling, a dope gimmick, and something that people can stick their storyline into, uh, stick, stick their claws into for a storyline. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a home run for AEW Women's Division, most definitely. Mm-hmm. You have anything to add, yeah. Jacob? I mean, that's pretty much how it goes, but my here's my big question. Have we seen Soraya since she dropped the belt? That's true. We haven't. I think she's been so, over in Britain fighting Okay, that's gonna be my question. Is she hurt again? Because that's the only way that makes sense other than you need a quick pop on the rating on a Tuesday, which 
again, you're going to a night that's not your normal night and you're competing against a brand that used to be on that night, you're not going to win regardless. So I'm trying to make sense of Tony and also it really just comes down to it's the women's division. Let me hot potato this belt, which I have no problem if you hot potato a belt between, say, two people over like three months, you get it for a couple of weeks. Like that adds value if it goes back and forth between two people. But like we've said, it's been since the end of August, we are on our third champ. And I would not be surprised if that belt changed hands before revolution. But my mm. biggest gripe mm. coming out of full gear in this match was that whole pan spot. Like, dog, AEW's got to have a conversation with a rough. Like, Tony got all them mm. cheeks and that pan was just sticking out right in front of Aubrey Edwards. Like, you, the camera was right there. You got to shoot that better. You got to tell Aubrey, hey, count the pin from the other side. Do something. Like, was the casual it's, person going to notice that? Maybe, but like, come on, it's just, it looks bad. It looks amateur hour. Yeah, I was going to say to uh, Bobby's point, actually, that they're, they're quick. They're, they're, there was the tag last Saturday um, on Collision with uh, with them. So, yeah, I thought about that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Collision. Collision's been collision. weird, though, because it's been like on Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday Saturdays, Fridays. So, you, I've been like, what am I watching? They're all kind of bleeding together. Um, it was the one um, um, that, that I was going down. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's referee positions. That's very true. Yeah, Rick Knox can attest to that. Yeah, it's most definitely. Um, well, I mean, it was um, – I, I do like the, the, the scrum part. Like, either Tony, Tony, the fake TK, is a really good actor or he – I, I mean, I had a feeling that Tony Storm wasn't going to do come out for the scrum just because that's what her MO is now. And actually, now I think about it, I don't think she's done too many interviews prior to the timeless Tony Storm gimmick anyway. But um, the, the letter was just a nice touch. And if you guys noticed, too, um, which I just noticed since I put it on the screen, she kissed the paper. Did you notice in the very yeah. like corner there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice, nice touches all around. But I guess... We can definitely say that Outcast, as far as Tony Storm is concerned, is done. Um, you know, they get, I guess it's one of those breakups where there doesn't need to result in screaming or any of that stuff. It's like, no, we're we're good. That's 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 it. It's no, no, this is professional wrestling. We need to blow off you. Like that's that's what wrestling's all about. Like so, hopefully, this does lead to a triple threat actually between Soraya, Ruby Soho. I almost called a Ruby Rose, telling myself, uh, Ruby Soho. And uh, and Tony Storm. Hopefully, we get that to happen because again, I literally saw the collision match. I saw the collision match happen between Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander against the Outcast, and I completely forgot about it. It completely like I completely slipped my mind because I remember the whole time thinking, why isn't it Shida and Statlander versus Tony Storm? And either Sky Blue or Julia Hart, because those are will be the women's matches or figure something like wait, that. So anyway, wait, 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 just one second. I'm looking at the three of y'all's lower third. <laughs> you have the EST and WWT, and not the mayor of Poundtown. Public relations, public relations for the mayor of Poundtown. T-shirt yeah. lover and vice mayor elect of Poundtown. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the election just happened like two weeks ago. It was election day two weeks ago, so I still haven't been sworn in yet. That's why I'm just the elect. Wow. I'm going to send this to Ariane right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I got to protect I'll my boy. That's fair. That's fair. That's um, fair. I, I have to be here. 
the you the, the you uh both are saying the fake TKA used rampage to rampage to continue the, that love story if you want to call it. Also Friday uh, three and a half hours of AEW because full gear was on Saturday. Yeah. So is Angelo Parker and Ruby Soho like dating in real life or something and they're gonna bring it to TV? Is that what's going on? Because the the whole thing is giving me giving me weird like human resource meetings vibe. Like Angelo Parker's gonna have to sit in human resources and have a conversation about his weird ways of pressing up against Ruby Soho and doing the Dougie with his knife comb. Like whatever's going on with that. Oh wait, AEW doesn't have human resources. What I'm talking about. Go ahead, do your thing. Having AEW. I forgot about that. You know, there's no human resources. So continue on, Angelo Parker, with with whatever that that weird thing you guys are doing with with Ruby Soho. Uh, really want to do swerve? Oh well, real quick, TBS championship. Uh Chris Statlander uh is now the former champion. Her reign ends at 174 days as she lost in the triple threat against Sky Blue and the new TBS champion Julia Hart. I'm sure hot topics across the country were very excited at the win of Julia Hart. All the sad emo girls were super excited. Uh, Sky Blue, however, is the one who took the pin. Sky Blue took the pin, so obviously this is going to set something up for a one-on-one rematch for Chris Statlander to try to uh, to, uh, get back, to regain her TBS championship. Julia Hart, youngest AEW champion in history at 22 years old. She still be a senior in college, stressing about getting a $40,000 a year job. But instead, she is the TBS champion. So shouts to Julia Hart. And who knew out of all the varsity blondes between Griff Garrison, G. Golly, Wild Google the Third, and Brian Pillman, don't call me that, Junior. And, you know, it ends up being Julia Hart being the biggest star out of it. How about that? I Lexus love the King. fact that- I'm glad, uh, I'm glad, hold on, hold on, let me get this off real quick. I'm glad you brought up Lexus King because Lexus King gonna cook, but I saw you try to get at my woman, Lexus. Don't don't be don't be sliding up on the timeline like that. I saw what you was doing. And who is that woman? For those who don't know, the the everybody knows. That's why I'm the mayor of Vice City. That I hold right. that title. That's it's a job starts that I take L. great pride in. Starts with L. Yeah, it could be. They saying you. They saying you don't got no riz in the comments, Lexus. I'm watching. <laughs> They said they said he's not really a Lexus. He's more like a Toyota, you know. Okay, I'm with it. I, I don't. But know no, a lot of people are comparing the Julia Hart victory to um, some other trios that we've seen in the past. They they're saying that she's going to be the Carmella of the group, or even the Alexa Bliss uh, of that trio as well. So <laughs> good, good things, good things for Julia Hart. And if you're the youngest champion in the company, that means they have a great trajectory for you. So I look forward to seeing like a healthy title reign and kind of getting House of Black back on the map because they've kind of been, I guess, featured, they're not featured, they're a long-term staple, but I mean, this will help put that group in a larger limelight. You know what they've been said. They've been losers. Everybody from the House of Black lost on Saturday, except for Julia Hart. Buddy Matthews lost in the pre-show to Claudio, and then we saw uh, the Kings of the Black Throne lose in the very, 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 incredibly, very violent ladder match for the AEW Tag Team Champion. Shouts to Ricky Starks, TK's favorite wrestler, Ricky Starks, big fan of WWT Live, and Big Bill, 
for being champions, oh. uh, for remaining champions. Eric oh. Isaac says, hands off to Julia, the new Shinom. I like that. I like that. She, she does have like a, like a Undertaker vibe and Brody King of Beer, Paul Beer. I like that. What's Julia. happening today? What's happening is Kane is back. What's happening there? No, what the hell is going on? I didn't hear, I, I didn't hear Ruby Rose, and Milk reference. And I'm not going to overlook this person's uh, screen name in the chat where it says Quincy loves BBWs. What the hell is going on? The timeline needs to be sprayed. We need to be, we need to be <sighs> sprayed with some HB gone spray or something. Jesus. Everybody ready for the stuff these turkeys on Thanksgiving? I see, man. Ooh, Thanksgiving. I, I two weeks off and I come back to this. There we go. There we go. There we go. I was, I was, I was waiting for the womp. I was waiting for the womp. Um. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Dylan, you're gonna have quite some time today, boy. You got some work on your hands with this one. Wow. Dylan, um, my man. My, Dylan, Dylan, is um Dylan? Will you be at the um Australian show? Is uh, Elimination Chamber in Australia, right? And Dylan's in Australia, right? Dylan, you're in Australia yeah, or New same. Zealand? Yeah, Dylan's in Australia, in Australia. So I thought about pulling up to Australia, mate. Like share a kangaroo Uber or something and go to the stadium. They got those, right? Like the Ubers are kangaroos. Is that is that factually accurate? No, that's not right. Oh. My mistake. I forgot they fly on boomerangs. Sorry. Shit. Okay. I <laughs> seven foot in Perth. Oh yeah, that's right. Perth is Western Australia, right? Which is like the like South Dakota of Australia or something. You know, I don't know. Anyway, TK, take back your show. I'm sorry. I'm gonna sip my swerve. I told you, you gotta sip this swerve drink. You're gonna be swerving and just wilding out if you drink too much of this swerve trickling blood. You know. Let's talk swerve and hand How do you, how do you guys like this match? <laughs> this, is actually, this is actually our longest match in the card. It's kind of where I tuned in for the show and then had to go back, work backwards from there. But beautifully done match. All the discourse over this match are, you see both sides, people who are saying it was too gruesome, things like that. I, I, I love beef and, and wrestling. I love real, real rivalries. And that's why you got some of the stuff that you got in the ring. They were trying to give you something that you've never seen before. Shout out to Swerve with the Bray Wyatt tribute on the trunks. Uh, yes. Not lost on me that Hangman got hung to finish the match. Read into that whatever you may. Black man hanging a white man in 2023. Whatever. It, it happened. But it also elevates Swerve to a different stratosphere. There's a lot of people that are um, projecting world titles, things like that. We know AEW hasn't had a uh, Black world champion yet. But if it's going to be anybody, it probably should be Swerve. I think we're probably miles away from that, but Swerve was the right call in this win. Beating somebody that's an AEW original, beating one of the elite and all that, really good win for Swerve. Look forward to seeing what's next. Uh, let's do Jacob before Kane, Kane, uh, Kane starts talking. <laughs> all right, so I watched Full Gear yesterday morning and like I was like, all right, let me watch through. I skipped through Osprey's whole little Hey, I'm all elite now. Nobody cares. Signing. Gross. And gross. Like, what? <laughs> and I'm into the match, and I'm like, wow, Swerve's bleeding. Let me back up. I was like, okay, I missed a good chunk. No, like two minutes and 30 seconds in, Hangman's to turn that boy red. 
And I text my boy, I was like, hey, man, I know you don't like death matches. What's your thoughts on this? He was like, dog, the violence was violent. But he was like, I get it. Square broke into that man's house. Hangman had to come out the way he did. That match had to be that level of violence because, again, you ain't going to break into my crib while I'm gone, hang a T-shirt over my child and all that stuff and just think it's going to be hunky-dory. So I loved it. I loved death matches. I felt like that was perfect. The right call was made with Square winning. Even with the interference, the interference wasn't the main reason he won. It just gave him that shouldn't have happened, by the way. No, it had to happen. It was perfect. It was perfect. We're, we're talking about the Brian Cage thing. I think I think they dumbed yeah. it down by having Brian Cage come interfere. They didn't need that. It should have just been no, clean straight through. No, no, because here's why. Look at that point. Swerve had just got his ass handed to him again. He had been getting beat from the start. Here's the point where Swerve gets enough of a breather. Where Heyman's exhausted, has had no breaks. Now you got Nana finally getting involved, getting the uh, what was that? Whatever the driver through the table. Yep, went through the table. Nana's out the equation. Brian Cage comes in. It's not the leading factor. The factor is the center block to the back of the neck, and then hanging the man off the ring post. And the fact Mm -hmm. that Heyman didn't tap, he literally just passed out. And then got Swerve got it off of that. So Cage was literally just a, hey, here's about two minutes for you to get your breath so you can push through the end. Otherwise, Swerve probably didn't get it. It makes perfect sense. My only problem now is where does Swerve go? Because you can't go back to Hangman because it's 2-0. And not only is it 2-0, I beat you one-on-one straight up. And then I ran into your crib after you cost me a title match. And now I just beat you in your match. After you stapled your child's artwork to my mouth, I still beat you. Mm. So Swerve can't go to the uh, the international title. You can't put Swerve in the Continental Classic because he's too big for it, despite some of the names in it. And then you can't give him the TBS title because Christian needs that with the work he's doing with Edge. And also it just works for Christian. So now you got Joe, the Bang Bang Gang, and Cole all circling around MJF. What is Swerve going to do to Revolution? Because there's nowhere else to go unless he what takes Kenny Omega out. But Omega's booked, so now you have Swerve in a holding pattern essentially. Well, I feel like we kind of thought that after the casket match with Sting and Darby, when we saw you know Swerve be the one to take the coffin. You know what I mean? I was like, well, damn, where does he go from here? And then he calls out Hangman, and you're kind of like, I don't know what's happening here. And then we have this phenomenal Texas death match that showed that Swerve is a main event player, no doubt about it. And he also rehabbed Hangman, who's been in purgatory since the CM Punk fiasco. So mm-hmm. I think for a wrestler to elevate himself and rehab somebody who was kind of I don't care what the crowd says. They're going to cheer for the Cowboys because all the AEW fans love Hangman Page and the ROH and the Indie Days and New Japan and whatnot, Bullet Club. But he had nothing. He was just kind of floating around, winning charity battle worlds. Nothing was happening with him. But this gave him something to finally care about a Hangman Page match. And as violent, as brutal as it was, 
you know, we weren't going to see any arm drags, hip locks, and takeovers, you know what I mean? But there was still wrestling involved in it. We still saw some pretty good wrestling, but we also saw what a Texas death match should be, and that's ultra violence. These two men want to kill each other, and I thought it was the best match of the card, and I think it's one of the top five matches of the year in any promotion. Top five, you know, maybe two or three. It was a phenomenal match. To see a match that you care about that much, that's not for a title. It's not for a title. It's not for a number one contendership. It's just a battle of pride and anger, and I am better than you. You disrespected my family. I got to defend my family honor. Swerve Strickland saying, your family got nothing to do with me, bro. I want to beat you and show you that I'm the guy. So when we first heard Swerve Strickland proclaim that he wants to be the first black AEW champion, we kind of eye-rolled it. I was like, I guess you guess. But now... We believe that. We believe that, and I believe it will happen sooner than later. This is a decision that if TK wants to, you know, the fake you know, pop, the fake TK, yes, 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 yes. If Anthony Rafik, as our guy, the professor G Money calls him, if he wants to do a quick, you know what, maybe Swerve should be the guy, then I, I would love to see that happen. You know, if we see MJF. Now that the whole Jay White thing is over, thank goodness, you know, and Jay White can figure out how to, speaking of needing rehab, you know, after that match, if MJF's next opponent is going to be Samoa Joe or Adam Cole, once they figure out the whole devil thing, then maybe Swerve's the devil. Who knows? With the way he was bleeding and his backstage promo, it could be Swerve the whole time. But I think Swerve's one of those guys that he is in the upper echelon of main events and should be discussed as such. So shouts to Swerve Strickland, man, and, uh, you know, cheers. Swerve Strickland blood. It's getting a little watery because I got ice in it. It was so thick. I had to put some ice in it. But don't swerve when you drive and get pulled over. You know, be careful. <sighs> we should start yeah. a counter for them times we hear swerve today. Yeah. Hey, man. And also to the entrance. You knew a match was going to be flame when you saw the entrance of DJ Nana come out. What I guess those were Laker girls or like the 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 MC Hammer dance girls from back in the day coming out, boy, with the corded knives dancing. That was so incredibly ill. Like, that set the tone right there. That it's supposed to get serious. And it's always hilarious to see Nana coming out, acting a fool, you know, getting mad jiggy with it. And then here comes, like, Swerve, like a, like a DC Comics villain, just brooding all the time. I, I mean, it's one of those things that you've seen it organically get over. So we're very happy for Swerve Strickland. You know, who knew that this would happen a year ago when he's, you know, doing, you know, with Keith Lee and tag team and doing whatnot. And like, it just shows if you put in the work and again, if something sticks, this is what wrestling is. It's the most random things that can happen here and there. And I don't know about you, but when I used to hear Swerve music, I used to kind of like Swerve anyway. You know what I mean? Like the old Big Sean swerve on, on Mercy back in the day. So you just naturally kind of did it anyway. Not not taking it to a, you know, obviously extreme level. It's almost like a Cabbage Patch type of vibe, but it's absolutely hilarious. It makes for a great visual. And that's what makes wrestling wrestling, when you can invest. Like to see all this, the all, all the, what's the word I'm looking for? Rhythmless humans in the crowd trying to do the dance. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. And it's like, that, my friend, is what wrestling is. Whether you want to admit it or not, I know you enjoy the 45-minute flippy floppies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cool. But wrestling is that. Hey, shouts to Prince Nana, man. Like, me and Prince Nana, we, we be having on, on Twitter and whatnot. Dancing black girl, black guys usually get over. Uh... 
No, I mean, you know, you know, it's very. I mean, I think they're they're wrestling and their gimmick. You know what I mean? But you know, maybe you could be a little louder with the dog whistle, fam. Damn. All right, shoot. Um, I want to go back. To we ain't shucking a javin, brother. I want to go back to Bosa's comment. I hate to admit it, swear it would be nothing in AEW without Nana. Which, what do you guys think about that? Nothing. I don't know. Because Swerve is already cooking with Keith Lee. That's my problem. Is you the word nothing here? If you say Swerve wouldn't be as big as he is right now without Nana, I could I could see that argument. Because I told my boy, I was like, Swerve, Nana's comedic relief. For as evil as Swerve is and as brooding as Swerve is, you need somebody to take a little, put a little bit of air in the room, let's have a little lightness. And also, Nana's a heater. Nobody likes Nana. Nobody. Never. He's never been liked in any shape, form, or fashion of any of his gimmicks. So it makes sense. I just can't say nothing. I say he would get to the main event. It might just be a little bit longer or it would look different than what we're seeing right now. Like, I don't think the dance and the thing song would be over without Nana. I will give him that, but I still think Swerve himself would be over. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's one of those things that we haven't seen a manager help get a wrestler over in wrestling in so long that we almost forget that's kind of the point of the manager. Obviously, we have the established ones like Heyman, but Heyman will always link up with somebody who was pretty much already popping or mm -hmm. in need of a rehab or something new. But to see Nana and, you know, once they merged everything between the mobile affiliates and the embassy, which I thought was, wow, you know what I mean? Of course, Tully Blanchard Enterprises ended up becoming selling to the embassy and Tully Blanchard went poof and Nana was controlling that. But then the merging together, when I saw it, I said, oh, that's money. Because I've been wanting to see Swerve, Bishop Khan, you know, and everybody. Like, I've been wanting to see them together forever. And, and Prince Nana's been around the game for so long and ROH for so long, 20 years. So I've been happy mm -hmm. to kind of see him kind of get his due, you know what I mean? And for the first time, to show how much Nana is loyal to um, uh, to Swerve, he, he, he took a bump. We've never seen Nana. We haven't seen Nana really take bumps. You know what I mean? And and it take the driver through the table. And and to your point as well, uh smart Mark Sterling with uh Jade Cargill. But I think no, Jade please. was over anyway, dog. Like Jade was fighting. The moment I saw Jade, I said, Ooh, she money. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. like ain't nobody got her look, dog. You know, say so smart mark helped be be her talk piece, but we mm -hmm. saw Jade even even without Smart Mark kind of like get over with the baddies, which TK, you and I were talking off air. We were like, Man, I wish the baddies lasted longer because because that has some footsteps. And what happened to the Bow Wow thing? But maybe we'll see if, if they resume that in, in, in the Connecticut territory. WWE. We'll see what happens with that. But shouts to that. Um, as far as the main event, if we want to dive in that real quick before it gets too late. Um, overbooked. Um, very much overbooked. And, of course, wrestling is about suspension of disbelief. But it's one of those things where you know, MJF gets one leg kind of injured and he can't wrestle, but Adam Cole, who is in a walking boot and crutches, can accept the match. So, you know, it, it I just kind of... You know what's going to happen was, with that. Like, well, okay, MJF's going to pull up. 
in LA traffic at night. So lucky for him, he must have put the sirens on and just be able to drive through the. Yeah, the, si know. the sirens are so the sirens are on. The good thing about this was that I mean, if you watch the, the last <laughs> the last pay per views <clears throat> with MJF, um, it was it was it was, and this is a great thing about wrestling, and this is why I don't understand why people complain so much. There's a, there's wrestling for different folks. And the thing with like the AEWs of it all, for instance, I am I don't like death matches. Um, it was what I I went to full gear. Um, I was there yes. in person, and I took a group of people from my uh, my work there. And one of the girls, uh, she brought her daughter. Her daughter, who's like seven, loves it. Looking yeah. at it, was, and me and her mom are just like, oh my god, I can't. I've never loved death matches. I don't like the side of blood, all the things. So. Um, However, in the parts I did see with Swerve and Hangman, it was a really great um, match, and the storyline of it made sense. With the MJFs of it all, um, when you watch his last pay per view to this one, and if you watch the scrum, you can kind of see he's a different. He has a different take on things. And with this one, like I actually for a moment actually thought that Adam Cole was actually going to just get in the ring and start just swinging his crutches. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought that was going to happen at least at some point. Um, and then even to take it a little bit further, having Britt Baker on Twitter, like, what the F? Like, how is my husband in LA right now? Like, even this man, this, she said, this man don't even load the dishwasher. How the hell he about to fight for the AEW World Championship? Which I thought that was cute here and there, but you know, I just feel like some so much extra stuff. We didn't need. I did like the fact that Jay White was able to kind of take away the ROH title from Adam Cole rather easily. Instead of Cole being able to hit Jay White with it, he wanted to kind of see Jay White was able to kind of take it away from him rather easy. Th there were a few things in there that we saw with Adam Cole. It was like, ooh, they were kind of hitting some things. But I thought overall, you know, where does Jay White, two-time IWGP world champion, um, Technically one and one because one was the old belt, one was the new belt, but two-time champion uh, regardless. Where does he go from here if he and his homies can't beat a one-legged man? I mean, combined, Adam Cole and MJF had two legs. Combined. MJF had one bad one. Adam Cole had one broken heel or broken foot, ankle, whatever, and he still couldn't beat them. You know what I mean? It would, you know, his strapping young lads. Uh, by the way, shouts to Juice Robinson. Get well soon. Legit back injury. He's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. So he was having a hell of a run. But, um, you know, big shout out to Juice Robinson. But th thank you, Dylan. Put my cash out to put in the pulpit. But, that, but that's a situation where we have to figure out that why can't Jay White, who's beating the best of the best, beat, you know, one person with a bad leg. So we're going to have to figure out that kind of thing. And, and now Jay White did catch a dynamite ring to the face to lose. But... You know, it's just one of those things to um to uh, protect him, I guess, to take the dynamite ring to the face. But I still was a little in on it from Jay White's perspective. And also, he 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 had the damn belt for too long. Like when like you do those, I steal the championship belt things. They usually get it back in a week or two. Jay White had it for like a month, and MJF had two championship matches without even having his physical title. So you knew he was going to win. I don't know. I, I just... I'm on my soapbox. Sorry. I'll get off. But to the point of Dylan as well, like, it didn't help the ass boys, the Bing Bing boys, because they lost to MJF and a guy who wants to take the world title from MJF. 
in Samoa Joe, you know? They I guess they got distracted by Adam Cole's theme song when it played. They were waiting to do the Adam Cole baby and then instead he got pinned. So but overall this Wednesday's dynamite is gonna be exciting. Um it's gonna be something uh to blow up to, I guess. And it's it's gonna be yeah, it, it was a mess, exactly, because you want to enjoy it, but it's like, man, I enjoyed it. I hate it. But, man, there's so many things, you know. Jay, what's your thought? All right, so Jay White is not buried. Jay White is fine. Jay White comes out looking as strong as he did when he went in. Here's the reason. Yes, you lost to an MJF with a bad knee, hip, whatever. Cool. It also took 40-plus minutes. It took a botched table spot. It took a dynamite diamond ring. It took an attempted heat seeker. It took every last trick in the book to put Jay White out. I don't call that a loss. It's shenanigans. And also, on the flip side, yeah, it took everything from Jay White to try to keep MJF down, so it's a wash. Only way Jay White is buried and comes out looking weak is if we roll in a dynamite on Wednesday and we, A, don't continue the story, or B, we go ahead and end the story and we end it in a way where Max just one off, just gets Jay up out of here or the devil shows back up, or maybe Joe does something. That's the only way Jay White comes out looking weak. Otherwise, he came out looking like a star. He had the promo segment where Cole came out. He owned that moment. He brought up the whole thought of, hey, you can't remember anything. Remember these types? Like, the man looks like money. He lost, yes, but again, it would have been worse if he'd have lost to Cole, which for a second, I was like, oh, they're going to do this. And Cole is just going to, like, catch him with a big boot, with a walking boot, and one, two, three, boom. I can see that. Or if he lost to MJF on, like, a, a roll-up or something quick. But no, nah, it took 40-something minutes. It wasn't a bad match. You're not saying half the things you're saying if MJF didn't have a knee angle, if you didn't have a knee issue. So, and also, he got his knee busted up three hours earlier, went to the yeah. hospital, shot him up with some pain meds. He still had those missed spots in the match. It's fine. It, it was an overbook, but it's not like they buried Jay White. It was the best way for Jay White to lose and still be a credible threat. Because again, yeah. you got world collide and world end in a month. So ain't quite enough time to build up Joe to really give me a good story other than the fact that Joe wants to kill you and Joe feels like he had you. So why not run a triple threat or just run Jay White back again? Because Joe just said, hey, I want my match whenever. So Joe could just sit, wait, watch MJF get beat to pieces and then pick his spot. Jay White's fine. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if anybody's been saying, I hope I didn't say Jay White was buried. Uh, I don't think Jay White's buried. I think there's a big Jay White's been buried crowd. And I'm like, no, no, he he he's fine because the dynamite ring knocking him out is what did it. I, I just felt like, you know, he didn't. I I'd much rather see them toe to toe at 100 percent and not have an angle where MJF has to battle back from an injury at the behest of Jay White. How much? Because it was such a type of blood feud. MJF getting hit in the face with quarter rolls and whatnot. It was such a violent feud that I'd much rather see them both at 100% than just, oh, my goons injured you earlier in the night, and I still can't beat you with my goons taking you out. But he yeah, played around with him for half the match also. 
How like so? the whole first half of that match, he just teased and just played around with MJF. It was just like laughing, like, ah, eh, look at you. Only got one leg. Ah, what's going to do? Ah, 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 ah. So it's perfect storytelling. Was it a little overbooked? Yeah, but it was pretty good storytelling. Yeah. Oh, with that back. MJF. Yeah, yeah. Was like, was that like the, the constituents of Poundtown wouldn't their paychecks or something? It was, said what about the pound the streets. Uh, I don't work by the hour, um, so oh, you okay. take that however you want to take it. But no, um, I guess we're talking about mm. the main event, which a lot there, there's been a lot of discourse over this match, good and bad. People saying that they WWE'd up the match, and I don't, I just don't get that. Like, wh- what do you want your protagonist to do? That you want him to lose? Just got three sixty five days as champ. Like, I don't, I don't get the hate over the match. Overbooked. I thought it was done well, and I think that's the problem with with the booking we've seen thus far is that you kind of get this situation where you expect something to happen so much because they constantly give you shock value. There's constantly something. It's like it's like watching a Marvel movie and you know to wait because something's going to happen in the exit credits. Let's wait. Like, no. They they did the two shot at the end. Them, at the, them holding each other's hands in. Boom. You're gone. And the caveat with that is everybody's like, where's the devil? Where's the devil? And it's like, well, the devil can't appear if he's standing right next to the champion. So it's like, let things cook. And that's been like my biggest thing with AEW is like the long-term storytelling at times. It's like, let things play out. Don't give it to me right away. I don't need shock value to end the show. I thought that ending was beautiful. I thought the way they closed out the show without needing something extra just for, for talking points on Monday night, we don't need that. So let the story continue. Let's see what happens with MJF and Adam Cole as we go down, the devil thing. I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. I was okay with the way MJF won. I was okay with him being the protagonist and overcoming the odds, essentially, from injury. We've seen that tale as old as time. Shouldn't surprise people. Uh, and also, you know, one thing I think that we kind of forgot about is the fact that who knows if this high would have played out pre-Adam Cole injury anyway. we got to remember that Adam Cole is also legit injured, so they're trying to make – uh, lemons out of lemonade. I mean, it's no swerve Strickland blood juice, but they're trying to make lemons out of lemonade here. So we're going to see what goes down. MJF now the longest AEW world champion. How about that, TK? The real TK. Wow. Um, welcome back, Kane. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's finish it off. With, um, actually, Let's talk a little bit about what do you guys think of? Um, did you guys watch the scrum? Do you guys see MJF in the scrum? With all the pickles and the tears? Yes, the pickles and the yeah. tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was just kind of talking. This is the best place ever. Just doing like his usual spiel. You know what I mean? He's happy to be here and this is professional wrestling and I don't have to break my neck to do everything, even though, you know, I would have abandoned the table, the elbow to the table spot after the table broke. So kudos for him for jumping like 15 feet onto uh, the mat padding. I would have been like, hey, bro, spot's done. We're going to find something else to do. But he still went through it with with a banged up knee and whatnot. But, um, you know, it was just a typical, typical thing, man. You know, um, the press conference, to Dylan's point, was very long. And it might, it might have been like, Six in the morning for you, dude. When you was watching it, that's crazy out there in Australia. But yeah, shout you know, to, shout to, um, Dylan, the unofficial official producer, he sent me a clip, um, of the Julia Hart 
uh, question that I asked and also the Ricky Starks uh, thing and um, the Mercedes Monet thing at whatever time that was. Um, yeah, the press conference was uh, very, it was, it was too long. It tends to be long in general. Um, it's a catch 22. Shout to Tony Khan, who does take all questions and answers all questions. However, um, I, I could, I, I think we're the three of us or the four of us, excuse me, all coming from sports backgrounds and all have been a part of or around of, um, sports scrums, the basketball, yeah, wrap, baseball, yeah. all yeah, that wrap stuff. Wrap it up, certain amount of time like they say you have 45 minutes and um if you don't get the question you don't get the question and also too when you um ask questions as far as being in the media in those sitting settings as far as the basketballs the nbas the nfls of it all those questions are asked in order to generate a story or to get specific answers to something that was happening um yeah. With some of these scrums, these questions that are asked, it's just kind of like, you know, I think somebody asked about, you know, the the um, the fire truck or the ambulance truck that MJF like hit, like like we we know that's like wrestling and <laughs> you know, like there's there's this thing that happens that's kind of like, well, we we obviously know he didn't steal a, a ambulance truck because that would be illegal. He would be in jail. So it's you know, just it was kind a of, good question. One else. A things. good question and uh. Shout out to do with the raspy voice that the laryngitis is going oh, yeah. on. He asked the question uh, about Julia Hart's miss compared to the great Muda and the story that he's telling with uh, Peter Merch creating a baby. So I thought uh -huh. that was a very well thought question that made her actually think. And I thought yeah. um, more stuff like that, more parallels in wrestling that get you to think and kind of see, all right, are, is there any plan for that? Because I'm pretty sure she didn't think about that at all herself before ever hearing that question. But like she knew about the Muda thing, right? She appeared so yeah. Muda. She appeared yeah, to know yeah, about yeah. it, but I don't think she ever thought yeah. longevity wise what her miss could do. Like use that, yeah. It, it is so funny because a lot of us like kind of thought that. I was like, oh, okay, that's the point of the miss. Like you get hit with the miss, and you become like a host, or you become like the person, like a vampire bite, or whatever. Like you become that. So that's why with Sky Blue, we're kind of like, what's going on? But with Willow Nightingale, we're like, so does is Willow like, is she like doesn't have it or something? She she she's like uh, immune to it or something? Because Willow's still clapping and dancing and, and wrestling, but you know we haven't seen Dark Willow yet. You know what I mean? But she she she, she did get sprayed with the mist, right? Willow Nightingale gave it with the mist. Yeah, like she did make mention like a month and a half ago. Yeah, so yeah, but she got the job. <laughs> oh, that's what it. Duh. She got the uh, House of Black Mist jab, the vaccine, you know. You know. Um, I thought I saw so with, a few of those marches against the jab. That's right. Yeah, that makes sense. With with that all said, still kind of uh, touching on the the scrum, um, we did two questions were asked pertaining to women's wrestling as far as the Ronda Rousey of it all. <laughs> if you guys didn't catch the scrum, Ronda, um, it, it was a handshake deal, a one-off. Um, but Tony Khan yes. said that he would love to have Ronda, which kind of leads us quickly to finishing this all up. Do you think that um, Ronda would want to be a part of another um, another promotion in that capacity? Or are we just going to see more her doing the one-offs 
where like she's more comfortable. It's like, okay, I'm with my friend. I know these people. Da da da. Here's a one off. Here's the pop. Then you go back to your your life as of, of being a mother, a wife, doing doing things yeah. that Rhonda does. Well, Ronda Rossi always felt like she wanted to wrestle, just not for WWE anymore. Which the funny thing about it is the people that hated her in WWE are the same ones cheering her in AEW ROH, Wrestling Revolver. So, you know, it goes to that Daniel Bryan fickle gift. But I just think that Ronda will also have an easier schedule. She is a mother. She is a wife. And I think that we're going to see the reaction if people end up buying Honor Club just to see her team with her homie, Marina Shafir. Remember, they're all homies. Marina Shafir, Ronda Rousey, I'm missing somebody else, Shayna Baszler. They're, like, all training buddies, like, but they're the homies. So she's probably like, you know what? I can be more of me and do the style that I want to do. Because remember, WWE has a certain style, that you know, the WWE style. But as opposed to AWROH, we kind of see more of the indie Japan strong stuff that, you know, the crowd who actually hated her in WWE would appreciate in AWROH. So I think we're going to be saying a lot more of Ronda Rousey. And I like how they kind of soft launch her in ROH to get that mm. bump. But we're going to see her in AEW, no doubt about it. Uh, Jacob? Yeah, I think Ronda's going to do a mix of both because, honestly, let's think about it. Everything she's done since she left WWE has been with Marina. I mean, she came to WWE, Jasmine Duke, Marina, and Shayna all went there. They signed all four. It's the four horsewomen of MMA. She's like, oh, cool. I'm going to hang with my buddies, go have some fun. She is literally the female Brock Lesnar. Like, they said it jokingly in WWE, but I'm really starting to look at how she moves now. It's literally, I'm just going to show up, do what I want to do, have some fun with my friends, make a paycheck, maybe put somebody over, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. And I'm going back to my farm, except for Minnesota and Canada. Now she's in California. So it's the same thing. It's just, yeah, Tony will probably pay her a nice truckload of money. Hey, let's get ROH over. I'm sure that deal is coming up soon with AEW, so he might be trying to push ROH in there too. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Look, she's having fun. She's arguably the biggest name in women's wrestling to the casual fan. Why not use it? It makes it puts more eyes on the product, which should put more seats, more butts in seats, more subscriptions to Honor Club. I'm not paying ten bucks for it, but still, so everything's good. It gives us something to talk about. It works. I don't have the biggest problem with Ronda Rousey, the wrestler. Love the comment from Dylan. <laughs> Uh, Cedric? She's in an interesting space where, again, she kind of holds all the cards for her destiny. It's a good spot to be in, where she can just be with her friend and have fun. She doesn't have to sign long-term because, for lack of better words, she kind of is the draw. When you talk about women's wrestling and what she has as a track record, and you think about AEW and the, the trials they've had over the past years and being pressured to do more women's matches, she can say like, hey, this is my track record. This is what I've done. If I want this limited schedule or I only want date, certain dates, I'm going to do that because I'm Ronda Rousey. And in comparison to WWE where people may be soured on her because her character kind of wasn't developing and people were just tired of the same stick and dance, she can kind of just show up to AEW Ring of Honor and be like, I'm Ronda Rousey and I beat people up. That's who I am. And just wrestle and probably take more risk in the ring in a different style. And that's probably going to work for her. Um, I don't know. Um, 
if the AEW thing will happen. I think the Ring of Honor thing will flourish for a little bit, and I think it will increase subs. But I don't know if she would make that jump because that would be like a – I know if she completed everything with WWE, no ties to it. But just thinking about last week we were talking about with the Garcia twins mm -hmm. and how they kind of have like, hey, we are racing you. We don't even, not even yeah. mention you on TV. I feel like that type of thing could happen with Ronda on a bigger level because she meant, for lack of a better word, she kind of meant did more stuff during her time, her brief time. There was a whole women's pay-per-view because uh, of Ronda Rousey. So I, I don't know if she'll do that because that would be like burning a big bridge, but I'm interested to see her and Athena and um, here for the chaos. Don't, don't want to see Athena drop the title to her, but I think people are already saying that might happen and it will ensue so much chaos if that does happen. But it will speak yeah. volumes to how Tony views her as a competitor and an athlete as well. Well, Tony did say in the um, in the scrum that um, the reason he brought her on was for ROH and for people to pay for that subscription, which if I had time to do a follow-up question with him with that, it's just kind of like, why are we, the subscription for ROH, is, and we've talked about this already as well, but it's $9.99, which is not a lot. But when you add in the, the Peacocks, the Hulus, the Netflix, and everything, and then also the pay-per-view. So you have the subscription, then you also got the pay-per-view for Full Gear, and the other pay-per-views that are coming out at the end of this year, and all the other pay-per-views that are coming out. And then you're supporting with the merch, and you're doing this, and you're doing that. Given the fact that I don't know where any other state, but they just raised the um, uh, landlords are allowed to raise the rent by 6% in California right now. So all that's happening, uh, yeah, all that's happening in 2024. The 999 doesn't seem like a lot, but to pay that on a monthly basis for um, for that, it's just kind of like there has to be a better way that makes more sense economically that people don't feel like, okay. I mean, um, it's $120. So, it's $120, you know, $120 for ROH. And then you got 50 you know, every month, you know what I mean? Like you got 50 every month. So what, 50 times 12, what's that, 600? So that's like $720 for ROH and AEW yearly. Hashtag nah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So as opposed to I could pay $4.99 or $9.99, $4.99 without, or $5.99 without ads, whatever, $99 for Peacock, where I can have the mm -hmm. entire WWE library. So you know, they're going to have to have those serious talks. You know, yeah, you know, they went up a dollar. WWE and, you know, I'm sorry, uh, uh, WB Discovery um, has got to have a talk with TK and, you know, say TK and be like, look, you know, they're platforming Max on sports or sports on Max. Wrestling's a sport. AEW should be on there bar none. What are you guys waiting for? You know what I mean? Like, you guys have three AEW properties on your network. Their money, put them on the streaming ad and whatnot. Eleven ninety nine for Peacock. Still worth it. I mean, but you're getting enough. <laughs> I, I almost said something, but I was like, let me not draw central myself. Not only are you getting the whole WWE of it all, you're getting all the others. Like it's funny though because um, if you actually on like a late Sunday night or a Saturday or whatever. And you're looking for something to watch. If you scroll through Peacock, you actually find some like some great content aside from the WWE yeah. of it all. So they actually have some yeah. really great content on there beyond um, WWE. So in addition to WWE, that whole catalog, you have a whole bunch of other shows ranging from 
everything. Um, yeah. So it's kind of one of those things versus, you know, <laughs> oh, Dylan, taking over for JD and Kane. Here we go. Um, JD, uh, uh, Dylan, bro, we're here. We're here. I that's yes, oh. my guy. <laughs> I, that's why I was like, I go say that, but you know, you know, who pay eleven ninety nine for premium car? Not me. Uh, well, yeah, that's very anyway. well. Let's just say TK used to talk to uh, for the PGA, PGA uh, tour uh, golf life. Yeah, it's just eighty thousand hours of content for eleven ninety nine versus ninety nine, like nine ninety nine. Like it's, that's what I'm saying. Eleven ninety nine for golf clubs, and TK Tony Khan wants us to pay seven hundred dollars for Bullet Club. Nah, not in twenty twenty four. So you know, hopefully they yeah. can like re resolve that and see what's going on. Because Ronda Rousey is a major name. I fully expected to see her become AEW Women's World Champion within like twenty twenty four. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're not bringing her in to to, to fight on a streaming site, dog. <laughs> you know, that's, not, that's maybe, not what he's but, but maybe that's what it is. Well, that's what he said in the scrum, and maybe that's what it is because the ratings initially, are, yeah. But yeah, but here's the thing: the she's not signed, right? And it was a handshake deal, right? And he could have put her on AEW, or he could have just randomly put her throughout the the full gear, and people would have lost their ish, all this other stuff. Clearly, ROH is not doing well as far as bringing in money as far as subscriptions. So enough to bring Ronda as a, a one-off there. But with that being said, it's just like it doesn't make sense in the in the long term to like you put her on there. Okay, that's great. But are we gonna really with her being on there, will you will you pick with if they sign Ronda to uh, Ring of Honor, hypothetically, because I don't think it's gonna happen. Would you will you start paying $9.99? No. <laughs> No, when you can see the footage for free on the internet anyway. Like, it's going to get purged. Someone's going to post a clip on it, like, regardless of the fact. So we're going to have to figure out that model. That subscription model is so old to have to pay to watch something exclusively that's exclusive on a streamer. It's going to find a way to be available. The only way that they can really make this happen is if, like, Ronda Rousey changes her name instead of R-O-N-D-A, she spells it. R O H N D A. <sighs> With that being said, let's finish it off. Unless Rock. you have something to add. Okay. Rock the Rousey. Rock let's, the Rousey. Let's finish it for Jacob. He's like, I had no idea. I'm, I mean, you're welcome, welcome Jacob. Um, um, unless you can't something. spell Rhonda without R O H. Um, let's talk about the Mercedes of it all. So, um, I did ask, uh, the fake TK in the scrum about Mercedes. He did say that he speaks <laughs> to her often and that, um, you know, she's welcome. And of course, what else is he supposed to say? He's not supposed to lay out his plan. Like, yeah, we have plans for her coming in six months, stuff like that. Um, do you think that that's actually going to happen? Because Jacob, you, you, you mentioned it. And I talked about this um, off air with somebody about the Will Osprey of it all. It's great. People were hyped. And at the end of the day, I, I don't watch New Japan Pro as much as I watch other products. 
So I was aware of his name. I know who he is, but I wasn't as excited as some other folks. And that's okay. I don't have to be excited because you're excited. But if Mercedes came, <laughs> I definitely... You have to stop drinking. Hilarious to me. Sorry. Um, that was, yeah, just sort of, yeah. But if Mercedes came, it would have been a different story. So I guess the question of it all is, one, do we think Mercedes is actually coming? Um, and two, do you do you think there's going to be a place for her? Ooh, buddy. Ooh, but You know, wrestling, everything in wrestling is fake. Nothing is guaranteed. All this and the third. Tony Khan better hope, pray to whatever religious deity he believes in that he has a strong enough either relationship or handshake deal or he actually has Mercedes signed on paper because if he does not deliver Mercedes Monet at some point within, we'll say by summer, we sh she should be healthy. Nobody really knows for sure. But let's just say if he doesn't just deliver Mercedes by this time next year, dog you're done like combine that with all these <laughs> major announcements it like you can't promise something of this big you can't keep throwing out these little breadcrumbs and teases and then not deliver it's like when tna tried to bring back the main event mafia and oh crap we forgot to put half these cats under contract and now here they are popping back up on wwe tv like mm. if mercedes, let's just say mercedes signs with impact which is a high possibility, which I don't think a lot of people would think it would happen, but it's a very high possibility. Sure, you have some kind of relationship with Impact, or you did, but if Impact gets there before you, TNA gets there before you, it's not a good look. So I hope he has something lined up with Mercedes, but I see a lot of ways of this going wrong and only one way this goes right. <laughs> so like i watched this live and one thing i will say about the fake tk is that he was very careful with his words he didn't over promise anything and he was very very respectful of mercedes talents and who she is and that's why uh, i think i heard somebody say something along the lines like he speaks to her all the time and i think about that offset clip where he's like uh-oh cap I don't, I don't think they talk all the time. I think that was a one-off where she showed up to Wembley and, you know, she she made a bag yeah. off that just off her appearance. I don't think, and, and, and I'm standing on business when I say this. I've been saying this for months since I've been a part of this, this network. Mercedes ain't coming. It's not happening. I don't think there's anything that would make her do that. Like I said, like a week or so ago, I think it's more likely if the New Japan Pro Wrestling relationship is done, that some type of lucha tour is gonna to happen imminently next. And I think uh, Mercedes has the playing cards in her hands where she knows that she's that much of an asset where, hey, you want me over here? They still crying for me to come back over there. I'm gonna take my time. Like she holds the keys to her destiny. Now, like Jacob saying by next summer, that's a long time away, but I don't think there's anything imminent that would make her make that choice. It would take a lot. And based on what we've seen on paper, in four or five years this company being around, I can honestly say she's still above that. I'm talking about the storylines, everything else. I don't see her coming to that brand and all of a sudden they change the way they do things. And I think she knows that. So I don't see it. 
I don't see it. Mm. I think that Mercedes Monet is actually likely to end up in TNA. I've always felt TNA just felt like a better division for her as far as the quality of the knockouts division. You know, the, the, the knockouts division has been carrying TNA impact, global farce wrestling, whatever you want to call it, for 10 plus years. And it just always felt like, hmm, it's like crazy to think, but it kind of makes sense. Like she likes Scott Demore, you know what I mean? Trinity's there. AEW's always felt like we just need a name. We just need a name. We need a name in there to hype everything up. Um, I think that Soraya and Mercedes was only a dream match for us. It was never going to happen between Soraya's neck and, you know, Mercedes' unfortunate injury. And Mercedes has to be looking at how AEW has treated Willow Nightingale, who beat Mercedes. Obviously, they had to call it audible for her to win the, the, uh, the strong championship. But also just for Willow to win the Owen Hart Cup and really not do anything since. So you're looking like, all right, even if we were to run this rematch back in AEW, it won't hit the same between Willow Nightingale and Mercedes Monet because Willow hasn't really booked that well. You know what I mean? So I would love to actually see a Mercedes Monet, Deanna Perrazzo, or Mercedes Monet, Jordan Grace. Impact has more of the green. Impact TNA has more of the dream matches than they do in AEW, because a lot of the matches that you will happen in AEW, if you wanted to put Mercedes against uh, Mercedes against Ronda, we've seen it, we've seen that, you know, what I'm saying we've seen her against Paige or Soraya, like we've seen against Ruby, like like we've seen these matches. The only matches that I would love to see Mercedes in AEW is with Jade Cargill, who's now in WWE. So I think TNA against Deanna or Jordan, that will cook. You, you know, you put her against even, like, uh, Tasha Steeles, it'll cook. You know, you, you could warm up with, like, Jay Vidal or, or Trinity or, I mean, uh, uh, Sunny Kiss, who we saw fight Trinity. There's so many dope options in CNA, and Mercedes could work on a six-month deal or a handshake number of matches deal. So I think that's going to be the surprise, and we're going to end up with Trinity versus Mercedes Monet for the TNA Knockouts Championship. Woo! That's how Flame just said it, baby! Oh my gosh. Uh, Just saying that thing. TN come on, bro. That's flame. What's bro. really what was really in your cup today, Kane? Do you wanna ask do you wanna know it's a better question? <laughs> do you wanna answer the yeah, yeah. It's nerve juice. It's nerve juice, nerve juice. It was fun. It's great to be back talking professional wrestling here on women's wrestling talk live. Let me out on mail first out of jail, California dreaming. As soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing Hoochie screaming, feeding for money and alcohol. The light. That's a, that's exactly that's exactly like what went down. Um, did by the way, did you know that those lyrics that Cody Rhodes those those aren't Rhodes original lyrics? He he plagiarized them. You know, I feel sorry for Dylan because he's going to have so much to cut from this episode. And I'm going to look at Twitter at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon and see a message from him and be like, hey, man, I got some uh, just from last night. And it's like just 20 of me just walking away being like, what What did I sign up for? Oh, 
you know what? Somebody got to do the charity work. You, you a good man, Dylan. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, 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 Dylan. I'm with it, man. Bobby um, says that Mercedes Monet should show up at TNA hard to kill. Let me tell you something. If Mercedes Monet shows up at hard to kill, there isn't a Colombian dealer in the world who can satisfy Tony Khan. There wouldn't be one of them. They won't have enough. Pusha T couldn't make that work for could do anything. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Be in the room just... All jokes aside, that is the perfect spot. Coffee, because it's Colombian coffee. Colombian coffee. What'd you say, Jay? <laughs> a heart to kill is the perfect spot to make an impact, no pun intended. Like, you want to make a statement, we're going back to the TNA name. You want to say, hey, we're here, we're coming for that number two spot that we once had. That's one hell of a way to make a statement. I mean, to have Mercedes and Trinity, uh, that's... You're throwing shots at the other two and you're just going, hey, where where women's wrestling really lives, which is true, so... They'll be playing the flag straight up. They'll be putting the flag and saying, hey, yo, what's up with the what's up? You know what I'm saying? And, and possibly Will Osprey's either second best match of the year was with Josh Alexander this past Thursday on Impact, which was flame. If you have a chance to watch that, Josh Alexander, Will Osprey, fire, bro. And it's just like, I get why you go to AEW, more money, but. If y'all want to see some wrestling, wrestling, it's in TNA, man. Very excited for TNA to come back. Very excited to be back on the show, man. It's lit. Colombian coffee is what TK drinks. <laughs> is that why I swapped? Okay. Anyway. Um, Gracias. Wow. wow. Um, welcome back, Dane. I'm smiling at myself. All right. Well, Jacob, where can people find you? Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter, X, whatever Elon Musk is calling that website, that social media app that he keeps trying <laughs> to kill. I am at underscore J Della. And uh, you can also find my words, of course, on the site, Women's Wrestle Talk. You can find me there. You can find me over at Steel Crew. You might catch me popping through Anscape one day. There's no telling. Just search. I'll pop up. You know, I'm here. I'm there. A little bit everywhere, you know. Um, Kane, where can everybody find you? Yeah, man. Um, Unfortunately, you can follow me at Kane McCoy, C-A-I-N-S-C-O-Y. I'm about to be back outside in these Twitter streets. Uh, in these social media streets, you know, so we're going to see uh, what's popping. I'm just some breath. <laughs> we're looking breathalyzer before we do the show. That'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, check us out, man. Uh, had to be back rocking and talking women's wrestling. Wrestling got a lot of things in the work. So uh, thanks for supporting me through everything. You know what I'm saying? Everybody checking in on me. It, it, it means a lot. So uh, yeah, man. Peace and love. Peace and love to everybody. And said he said the yes. unofficial heir of Pound Town. Where can everybody find you? I'm not gonna let Jacob do that. That was that was like a he hit it like a, a very strong flex in there. You know, he said he dropped Anscape. You know, I heard that. I, I heard it's that. Marinated. too. and uh, you know that's 
that's a big thing. And that's that speaks to the volumes of him being the HBK in our partnership, me being the Genetti. So it just speaks volumes why I've been waiting for that tag for so long. But um, as usual. Not through the barbershop window. Through the barbershop window? It, it's Monday. So it's, it's a lot to follow. You can follow me on Twitter. Said says C-E-W-D underscore S-A-Y-S. Follow me on the gram. Said is the answer. You can look at my writing on DailyDDT.com as well as this platform. If you're into bow ties and fancy suits, check out my journalism stuff, CedricVWelton.com. Uh, what else? Um, also, we're going to be in these streets. WrestleMania season's right around the corner. We'll be at the Royal Rumble. We will be at WrestleMania. We will be at Wale Mania. So if you see me in the streets, give me a holler. I'm the tribal chief around here. Yeah, you see me, the tribal chief. That's right. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Wow. Um, major announcement. I've been talking about it for a couple weeks. WWT has partnered up with Fight TV for not just one, but a couple of shows. The first show is going to be debuting tomorrow. WWT Presents with TK Trinidad. We have Renee Paquette coming on. Uh, we're going to be dropping the link and all those things. Um, we just had a Canadian ball. Like I hinted at before, we talked about Soraya. We talked about death matches. We talked about Canadian cuisine and all the things. Um, some stuff about her producing, all this stuff. So really great interview that's dropping tomorrow on Fight TV. As well, we have three other shows dropping on Fight TV that we'll be announcing as uh, the time continues. So shout out to Fight TV for that partnership. We are really happy about that. Thank you, Fight. Um, TK, did um, you guys work Canadian tuxedos to the Canadian ball that you had? Or we have to find out when we watch it? You have to find out when you, when, when you okay. watch it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. A lot of dinner. Um, shout out to Maple Syrup. <laughs> um, so <laughs> how it works is... You can watch the, you can watch the full interview on Fight TV, which is going to be de debuting tomorrow at um, twelve thirty, and then uh, you can watch it on YouTube on our on WWT uh, a week later. So if you want to catch it, catch it on Fight TV, and then if you want to catch it later, it's going to be on um, YouTube and all the things. So definitely check that out. Check out uh, Women's hey, Wrestling Talk on everything. <laughs> check out Women's Wrestling Talk on all the things. Um, www.talkpod.com all that stuff, follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Any final words from you guys? Because you guys whew. welcome back. <laughs> any other any other words from anybody else? Uh, enjoy Monday Night Raw tonight. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be uh, Raquel Rodriguez versus Nia Jax. That's going to be, can you say big meaty women smacking meat or not? The FTR match. I saw accusations. These are not accusations. This is false accusation. And uh, but you know, the powerhouses of the division. They go to me. They're both six foot. Six foot women. Have we ever seen that? Man, we smacking. I'll be watching from Pal Town. It's okay. Okay, well, um, thank you guys for watching uh, Women's Justice Talk, the number one Women's Justice show on the planet. See you guys on Wednesday. Hey, I'm Renee Paquette, and you are watching Women's Wrestling Talk. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one.